Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And this is our second day doing the news together. So basically what we're yeah. saying is we've taken over the show. We're, Goodbye, here, boys. we're here forever. Matt's gone. <laughs> James is gone. Uh, they're both very busy people. So who can blame them? Oh, no, no. Matt's not busy. He just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's taken a long vacation, obviously. Oh, oh man. <sighs> we miss you, Matt. We miss Come you, back. Matt. Rest in peace. Rip. Damn. On that note, <laughs> I, I hope that's not like foreshadowing anything. That's not. Never, never. <laughs> now no. Matt's fine. He'll be back tomorrow or Thursday or something. Because yeah. he, even when he takes time off, he's like, let me send you emails with stories. It's like, knock it, it off. It's true. I'm it's unreachable true. if I take a couple hours off. I'm done You're for in the days. Bath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, gosh. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm literally like, but I I need to be filling my time off of work with work, which is, (sighs) that used to be me. That's toxic. That used to be me of like seven days of work a week. And now I'm just like, I mean, I might show up. We'll see, I guess. Uh Here I am. Well, this morning, I feel like this, these announcements, which we're just going to go right into, um, are the Emmy nominations for this morning. And I just, felt like everybody's I could see what everyone loves as far as yeah, like right. television and theater etc cetera, etc cetera, because uh, there were so many nominations that were like great this morning to be honest for me especially mm-hmm. I don't know um, if you thought we were done talking about Hamilton you are always wrong because <laughs> yeah, the Disney Plus it never Pro dies. Shot, yeah, it just does it, it just keeps on giving because they gained 12 nominations the HBO film adaptation of Tony winning play Oslo which we just discussed on this we week did. on Broadway yeah, um, I already nominated. forgot about it I can't actually <laughs> Good, I can't forget great. that I had to watch it um, not bad just <laughs> no, like not, not something bad. I'm going to watch again exactly Exactly. Yeah, but the also the HBO filmed uh, David Burns' American Utopia, directed by Spike Lee. Shout out, shout out to my friend Spike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tight, very <laughs> tight. One time, and I was shaking. Anyways, um, Audrey of the Pasadena Playhouse's Little Shop star MJ Rodriguez got nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for Pose, and we want to shout this out because this is the first performer who is openly identifying Yay. as trans to be nominated in a leading category. Yeah. Not in a like, oh, cool, you're like a, you know, a minor character that we wanted to, you know, push this narrative to the fro- forefront and then forget about it forever. I'm no, really, no, no, no. This I'm is really, a leading part. I'm really surprised, but not surprised that Laverne Cox hadn't been nominated, but I guess she was not technically a, a lead actress. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I guess that's supporting because everybody in that show is a lead or being Orange is the New Black. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, like, this is this is a big win, but also like, yeah, we got to normalize it. Let's go on. Let's yes, go on. Let's not. Yes. Let's have genderless categories, by the way. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much. What are we doing? Uh, Tony winner Cynthia Arriva was also nominated for Genius Aretha for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie Category, which was like, wow. Um, we've been talking about her all week. We're going to continue to talk about her. Yeah. Uso Adobo was nominated. Michaela Cole. Yes. For us you know we are. You know we're going to dwell on Michaela Cole. Yeah. Also, like, Bernadette Peters was nominated for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Okay. Um, Billy Porter for Pose. Again, we're big fans. Sophie Okanedo for Ratchet. I forgot yeah, she was in that. I did too, yeah. Did you see her in The Crucible? No, I didn't. She was fantastic in The Crucible. Oh, love. Yeah. 
I'm an I'm a little Arthur Miller bitch, and I was front row seeing that damn Evo Van Hove. Please make wolf. that your new profile. <laughs> I'm an Arthur Miller bitch. Arthur Miller bitch and Wallace Shawn lookalike <laughs> contest runner up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's part of the brand. Courtney B Vance for Lovecraft Country, uh, John Lithgow for Perry Mason, and Dowd, who we talked about yesterday on the show of having to like leave uh, that performance early, which unfortunate. Um, and then one of my favorite people on the planet rosie perez was nominated Ooh, yeah. for the flight attendant i didn't even i haven't watched the flight attendant yet i, I didn't know. know she was in it i didn't either <laughs> and that's been like the show that i've wanted to see the most for months really? and i just haven't gotten to it yet because everyone keeps telling me to watch it i'm like yeah okay. i'll get to it okay um also just like for other things like for like vocal talents especially like joe Julie Andrews was nominated for Bridgerton. I forgot that she narrated the whole thing. Oh, um, yeah. Hello. Late Jessica Walter was nominated for Archer. Um, Titus Burgess for Josh Gad's Central Park. That's what I call it. I don't know what it's really <laughs> called, but it's Josh Gad's Central Park. Highly recommend watching it on Apple Plus if you've never watched it. I haven't gotten um, to it yet. It's really cute. It's if you're a big series. Bob's Burgers fan, I'm a big yeah, Bob's Burgers yeah, fan. So. Too. And it's musical. And like Leslie Odom Jr. is really funny. It's it's really cute. Uh, the Book of Mormon and Frozen's uh, Bobby and Kristen Anderson Lopez were nominated for original music and lyrics for WandaVision's Agatha of All Along. Course. Of which, course. Isn't it just them saying it was Agatha All Along? I think. But the <laughs> fact that it became like ultra internet mean? popular. Yeah, exactly. It had to get a nomination. Not yeah. too shabby. There's a lot of things I haven't seen, according, uh, you know, including like all the last like five shows you mentioned <laughs> that I really I do really want to see Central Park and I really want to see uh, the flight attendant and I mean the flight attendant it's really just like I have a massive crush on Michelle Gomez to be fair uh, but yeah some of these are really exciting and like thinking about Hamilton you know Hamilton's been in the news for like seven years now it's fine we'll never stop talking about Hamilton but I think essentially uh, with wins I think a lot of them get EGOTs if they had already had an Oscar. Uh, I guess I think- what's weird is the fact that this is nominated in the in, for the Emmys, which is primetime television. Yeah. And it was also being nominated as a film. It's very strange. And it's also just theater filmed. So I, <laughs> I don't understand how they're defining it as television. That is a money, baby. A very but it's a very weird thing because you're right. They are marketing it as a film and it is a pro tape. It's a film that was on Disney Plus. So it's a stream, it's a streamed film. It doesn't change anything that way. Uh, yeah. yeah, very, very weird. I don't understand that at all. But I mean, hey, get your, get your awards. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Pass them out. Give me one. <laughs> Give us all one. Um, we're going to take a moment to uh, talk about our sponsor for this week. ExpressVPN. So using the internet without ExpressVPN is like farting in a skirt. Here we go. We're back. It's very unsafe. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell the people. I'm trying to warn them. I've seen it happen on the train. Everyone's going to see it, if not smell it. And it's so important that you wear the pants of the internet using ExpressVPN. <laughs> yes, indeed. Internet service providers, we're talking like Comcast, we're talking Verizon. They know every single website you visit. It's a very scary thought. They're constantly looking at everything you click, and then they will sell that stored information to ad companies, tech giants. They'll use your data to target you with ads. No good. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. People can't peep on your online activity with that. All you have to do is use the app and click one button, and then 
you're connected. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge. And just like my mom said when I was in kindergarten, unless you're in first place, nobody gives a shit. It works on smartphones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi, even your downstairs neighbor can be protected. I personally love ExpressVPN because I need to know the safest and most secure way to use the internet, which I do for work at all times of Mm -hmm. the day and night. So they provide. So secure your online activity by visiting ExpressVPN.com com slash Broadway Radio today. That's e x p r e s s v p n dot com slash Broadway Radio, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Oh man, here we are talking more about Eva Van Hove. Oh, just what his, I wanted. I is it? Um, his particular revival of West Side Story has just scored a ten million dollar small business administration grant to reopen. We've got no word on when that's actually happening. Producers are saying that it might. You know, we might hear something soon, but it's going to be somebody that's having to take this over for Scott Rudin. It's one of his major properties. Additionally, Hangman by Martin McDonough said a week after Broadway went dark, the show would not be reopening. They just received $3.5 million in grants from the Mm, SBA. Harry Potter, Moulin Rouge, the Tina Turner musical and Jagged Little Pill are among those big Broadway productions that have received at minimum $10 million in award grants. So, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I mean, of the, I mean, obviously, you know, shows like Harry Potter, Milan Rouge, Agatha Lopez, Tina Turner, yeah. they're already running, uh, and it makes sense that they receive $10 million. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they're $10 million. It makes sense that sure. they're receiving a grant. The arts have to open. I get it. I appreciate it. These yeah. people need jobs. West Side Story also kind of makes sense because it was running. It was running. And a big production. Um, we all know how I feel about it. I've literally been yelled at by listeners about continuing to talk about West Side Story. So I'm going to continue to do that, actually. What's really interesting to me, though, is the Hangman grant. And I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, as you said, that they, they announced that they were, were not going to open and people re- were really anticipating that transfer and then it just didn't happen. So I'm wondering, you know, this smaller, <laughs> 3.5 million is still a lot of money, but not to put on theater. This smaller money is probably, to an extent to pay back some backers but it, it's that's be- not what this is for you know this is to reopen shows you know you never know at this point uh especially since we don't really have space for i can't remember what theater it was in before i can't remember where, where it was supposed to be but i think it's since been filled i'm gonna have to look that up while you like talk about the next story because i'll okay. be curious um but yeah i would love to see this reopen and i'm hoping that that's kind of what this implies i i really wanted to see this show and uh 3.5 million like i said it's obviously not a large amount of money to open shows but it is an amount of money to open shows and i think it would be great if that actually ended up happening over some of these other productions that Listen, are named here. Reopen Hangman. Have yeah. an opening night. 
invite me. Have Martin McDonough <laughs> there with his girlfriend, Phoebe Wallerbridge. We uh, start talking. Yeah. We start hanging out. We write a show together. I'm just saying, if that money's got to go anywhere, it's got to go it's there. It's got to go there so you can make work with Phoebe Wallerbridge. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here. That's what that 3.5 is for. Oops, spoilers. I gave you guys <laughs> some tidbits. Um, I actually do want to talk about these upcoming seasons because I know that you're probably excited about them. I've never been to New York City Center show, however. Really? Yeah, but they're fabulous. Oh, yeah. And they just announced their 2021 fall seasons. Uh, they're going to open with the popular Fall for Dance Festival in October. That kind of like kicks off the New York dance season literally every year so it's no different that this is how we're going to welcome back dance to our community i'm very excited for it encores will also be presenting the tap dance kid followed by cy coleman's the life and then next may ashley and i will be front row center for into the woods (laughs) damn right we will (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure i have seen every sondheim production that's been mounted there since like (laughs) 2013 so i'm not about to change that now I always had the impression that it was a subscriber base only allowed to go to shows. I don't know why that was my oh, mentality, weird. but that's why I never bought tickets because I was oh, like, there, oh, well, you have to be a member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. They've been much better in recent years. So even if that was the case, I'd be I'd kind of be all over it. I'm I'm looking forward to well, I'm looking forward to any one season at this point. Let's be honest, um, because it means theater and live theater. But I am looking forward to their encore season. I love encores. I hope you actually get to go. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I'll, I'll be there, baby. More uh, in some season news. Signature Theater also announced their 2021-2022 season. For November, they're going to do a reimagined new production of Rent. Well, I, I mean, what what is there to reimagine? <laughs> Not sure. Does that mean that Blonde Maureen will perhaps return? Is that high school diabetes production? <laughs> Yes, I forgot. That's really funny. I will never forget. I mention it like once a day. We're here forever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, They're also going to continue with the DC premiere of Daphne's Dive and a new production of She Loves Me and the world premiere of The Upstairs Department, along with the new musical We Won't Sleep by Lauren Gunderson, friend of the show. and And they're closing in October of 2022 with a new production of The Color Purple. In addition to all of this, Signature will present the pre-Broadway engagement of K-pop, the Broadway musical, in December. Finally. What? <laughs> the way they were just like, and by the way, sleep shot K-pop. By the way, here we go. Yeah, the yeah. the K-pop production one is a pre-Broadway tryout. I know uh, they had announced that they were going to do a pre-Broadway tryout when they were like looking at, I think back in May, they were starting to, I don't know, I think it was even before that. It was, I feel like it was the end of last year, honestly. They were starting yeah. to do auditions and look for talent and everything. Yeah. Um, and I've just been really excited about this. I saw uh, one of my last like things that I saw when I worked for Broadway World was Max Vernon did like a residency at Joe's Pub and performed mm-hmm. some stuff from that. And I was like, well, this needs to come <laughs> to Broadway immediately before I die. Uh I think this is really good timing for it. And I think, you know, there are people who already kind of beat me to the punch, including like Deep Tran and Helen Shaw on Twitter of saying like, Mm. you know, 
there's been like a K-pop wave lately with like BTS and uh, Blackpink and other bands yeah. like that. I think if you're gonna do it, this is the best possible you gotta do time. It right now, you gotta do it right now. This is the best possible time. Because, and from everything uh, I've heard, it's a great, great show. I'm excited. Yeah, I heard great things. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Anytime, anytime we're gonna fund <laughs> um, Asian Americans <laughs> yeah. in the musical theater world, I'm like, keep going. Yeah, exactly. Do more. Exactly. It's not just allegiance. All right. Um, <laughs> it's not just so, Miss Saigon and yeah, well, you know. that one I had to bury yeah. in my heart because I'm like, Good. why are these white men doing this? All right, Fairy Cakes will mark its world premiere this fall at the Greenwich House Theater starting October 14th. Fairy Cakes is a play uh, is set to play a limited engagement through January 2nd. I was like, oh, that's pretty fast, but I want to <laughs> say the cast includes Mo Rocca, Alfie Fuller, Jackie Hoffman, Kuhu Verma, Anne Harada, Brooks Eschmanskis, and Jason Tam. So that's yeah, a stash cast, Fairy yeah. Cakes. Just saying. Oh, and we are never done talking about Michaela Cole here on As the show. We mentioned already. <laughs> Ashley and I, Yay. we won't shut we up. We cannot. We won't. Uh, the National Theater has announced today that their latest productions to be made available on the National Theater at home streaming platform includes Michaela Cole's Chewing Gum Dreams, The Young yes. Vicks, A View from the Bridge, directed by, yeah, we're talking about him yet again for the third time on the show, Eva oh, Van no. <laughs> with Mark Strong. And then the Sonia Friedman production of Hamlet with Benedict Cumberbatch will also be available to audiences outside the UK and Ireland. So while you don't need Fun. ExpressVPN to mm. access, it. You will you should need do it to protect it anyway. your internet. It's exactly. true. You should do yeah, it anyway. I've never, I've never subscribed to the National Theater streaming situation because yeah. just like, I don't know, their voices, but like, I <laughs> I will do it now because of Chewing Gum Dreams. Uh, and yeah. I wanted to see the view from the bridge when it was on Broadway. I never got tickets. So this will be Big great. I'm a Van Ho fan. You are. Wow. I don't mean to be. It just so, <laughs> it just it so happens that, that like the ones that he does. I even had a friend in um, what's the Brian Cranston with the TVs network. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had a friend in that and I, I was not able to attend, but I, it's good. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than anyone else really did. Fucking good. Yeah. All right. So this is, this is something that Ashley and I were like, we got to bring this up today. So Jujamson agreed to provide dozens of additional wheelchair accessibilities and aisle transfer seating locations and remove hundreds of barriers to accessibility because there was uh, a, a situation actually, yeah. yeah, where a U.S. attorney filed and simultaneously settled a lawsuit against Jujamson Theaters LLC to b- improve accessibility at five of Broadway's most historic theaters. Here, I'm going to name them the Hirschfeld, the August Wilson, the Eugene O'Neill, and the St. James, and the Walter Kerr. Um, They were all within violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, There's a whole little spiel from the U.S. Attorney Strauss about like how New York City, as it's, you know, beginning to reopen and welcome the world back again, we're pleased that Jujamson Theaters has worked collaboratively with the office to improve accessibility Mm. at its historic venues, blah, blah, blah. So this is what that means. It's going to provide a total of 44 wheelchair accessible seating locations, 54 aisle transfer seating locations for persons who are able to transfer from a wheelchair into a seat and then eliminate approximately 200 individual barriers to accessibility in theater restrooms, concession counters, waiting areas, and box office. What I want to quickly say before Mm -hmm. I know Ashley has thoughts is that all of these things are about the patrons. They are not about the people that work backstage or the people that work within the theater. And so I just want to uh, remind people that we still don't have any theaters that are accessible to workers yep. in the theater. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I want to leave it because I was, I was reading all these things and I go, okay, so like that just means that 
the people that are paying, which is, I'm not kind of going to discount how incredibly important this is. I appreciate all of these things being done. What are we going to do to make sure that backstages are accessible and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, first of all, this is a step. It is not, it's, it's a win, but yeah. the fact of the matter is that to make a lot of these changes is going to be incredibly difficult. And I'm not saying that to be like, well, we shouldn't do it. Cause yeah. obviously I would never say that. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm worried. The shortcuts that some of these theaters are going to take. Obviously, there's a very limited, um, you know, limited ways that they can take shortcuts because they still have to meet all these guidelines. But that doesn't mean they won't try. There are theaters that don't even have elevators. Uh, the St. James doesn't have an elevator. And it came up on Twitter as far as like, uh, they just did extensive renovations before Frozen opened. They needed to, you know, expand the depth of the stage and everything. So yeah. they ripped out all the seats in the orchestra and expanded <laughs> the stage. And then they took over like the alley in the back between that and the Helen Hayes. Um, but that didn't, the only accessible seating they have is on, I mean, they have accessible seating on each level, but they don't have an elevator and there's steps to get up to each level yeah. and also steps within each level. So it's like the only ones that really are accessible are on the orchestra level. You have other theaters that are the same way. I don't know off the top of my head which, which theaters don't have elevators, yeah. but I know, and, and also as far as like non-Broadway, I know like I've been to BAM. I haven't been to BAM in a while, so I don't know what the situation still is, but like the difference between being in the orchestra and being in the balcony is the worst staircase I've ever climbed. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, I, I honestly don't know if it's the same anymore, but like I saw back when like they did the Iceman Cometh there with Nathan Lane, I was just like, this is the worst to the point where it's become a recurring joke with one of my friends every time we have to climb stairs. We just turn <laughs> to each other and I was like, still not bam, still not as bad as bam. Oh, uh, there's my God, just, that's funny. But there's so many theaters like that that are just like hangovers from like, you know, the olden times is the best way that I can put that, um, that aren't accessible, even when they claim that there are accessibility options. We've talked about bathrooms, we've talked about like theaters doing renovations over, you know, the past year, including the court, um, and other theaters announcing that they're going to do renovations. And a lot of that's just like, there's a there's a difference of like people for instance people who use wheelchairs who are like am i going to try and make it to the bathroom run or am i gonna not do anything mm -hmm. because i can't because there's no possible way i think the same saint james is the same way that they have one accessible bathroom in the whole building and it's like it's things like that that you know able-bodied people don't really think about of yeah. how much more difficult the experience is for disabled people of any kind, any form. And I think theaters are the same way that they just are like theater owners are the same way that there's a lot of negligence there. And I think to make some of these renovations that they're talking about, I think they think it's going to be a lot easier because they're looking at the bare minimum still. Yeah. So here's hoping that this uh, perpetuates a conversation about how we can move forward and how we can be better you know, accessibility wise to all patrons and people that want to work in the arts, because we can't yeah. tell people there's a space for you when they're literally and there's literally no space. Yeah. <laughs> or, or there's a space and literally no way to get to the space. There you go. There you go. Well, 
Guys, thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram all the time at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.